0: The StarSport podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close
1: your eyes and pull
0: And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99.
2: Chris hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham County, Cork All Ireland champions, for the seventh time ever.
1: Hello and welcome to the Star Sport podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan of the Southern Star, and I'm joined, as always, by Star Sport editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we get into things, I'd just like to give our listeners a gentle reminder to please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. And the star sport podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at access credit union access credit union where your bank really does matter choose credit union choose local choose community now our guest on this week's podcast is clonic captain and goalkeeper mark white who joins to chat ahead of the club championships this weekend Clonacilty are in the West Cork Group of Death, along with Castlehaven, Ross Carberry and Valley Rovers, who are their opponents in their opening clash this Saturday evening at 7.30 in Bandon. Before we get to that, though, there's the not-so-small matter of Cork making it into this year's All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final after they overcame their Galway Hoodoo at the weekend, Kieran, with a uh, 15 points to 2-6 win. And it's been a brilliant couple of weeks for Matthew's Matthew Toomey's side.
2: 100% did Like you said, a brilliant couple of weeks. So in the last few weeks alone, Cork have dethroned Kilkenny, who are the reigning champions. And now they've beaten Galway, who are their bogey team of the last couple of years. And I saw a stat doing the rumbles after uh, Cork's win the weekend. They'd lost their eight previous games against Galway. So they turn it around and beat Galway in the... All-Ireland semi-final and booked their place in the final against Waterford. It's a huge, huge moment for, for this Cork team um, to beat. I suppose the last couple of years, if we've had that top three, Galway, Kilkenny, and Cork. But unfortunately for Cork, they are probably ranked third out of that top three because we've seen Galway and Kilkenny both win those All-Ireland's um, senior camogie titles and they both win in league titles as well. And Cork are coming off a run of losing their last four major national finals too. So for, for Cork to get to the final by knocking out Kilkenny, then Galway, like they've done it the hard way. Like, it's, geez, it's the toughest way to get to an All-Ireland final. But as Matthew Trouby was saying after, the job was not done. You still have a final to win. And it's against Waterford who are back in the final for the first time in, is it 80-something years? I saw it. It's
1: 1945 was the year. I don't know. I won't be able to do the maths now, but it's since 1945 is the last time they were in it, yeah.
2: Which is incredible. Like, Waterford had a, a very narrow win over t- uh, Tipperary on... Um, on, on the weekend as well so we'll have a Cork and Waterford final in the Sunday week and Cork will go in his favourites off the back of the route to the final but you have to be wary of a Waterford team that already beat Cork in the Munster Championship not too long ago so um, for Cork to get there, absolutely brilliant Saoirse McCarthy, player of the match we have our West Cork interest as well like Olivia Covinger, Fiona Keating another course's player there but Cork, Cork are there but uh, they've not won yet
1: and do you think they'll have to kind of switch their mindset a little bit? Because like you said, they're, they'll be favourites going into this game and probably in the last two against Kilkenny and Galway, if there was an underdog, it might have been Cork considering the, the record in, in recent years. So it is, it's it, it'd be maybe a little bit difficult to just switch that mentality now going into a game where you're expected to win almost.
2: Yeah, the, 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 the dynamic going into this game is definitely going to be different because like we said, Cork will be favourites and like Waterford aren't going to make up the numbers either. And they'd fancy their chances of pulling off an upset. Um, But Cork have... They have the squad. They have the momentum. They have the players. I was looking at the players they were rolling off the bench the last day. And it just shows the strength and depth that Cork now have. And that's what Matthew Tooby... He was even speaking about last year and then before and after the All-Ireland final loss to Kilkenny that that Cork needed that strength and depth. Like the weekend just gone, um, Orla Cronin came off the bench. Ashton Thompson... Laura Hayes, Orla Cahillan, you know, kind of you've such good players coming off the bench now, and there's almost an argument, an argument to be made that Cork are finishing with a stronger team than than what they they begin with, and if that's the case, brilliant, because that shows that the squad depth is there, Um so Cork are really in a good place going into this final. They'll have to put the heads down because, like I said earlier, Dylan, there's nothing won yet, and it would undo all the good work if Cork don't perform against Waterford in less than two weeks' time. They have a great chance now to bring the O'Duffy Cuff back to Cork. They have a brilliant opportunity ahead of them, but they have to take it. They really do, because we've talked about this Cork team putting their Galway, Hudo, that Galway bogey team, to one side. But we can't forget, too, the Cork have lost those last four national finals. So maybe there's a bit of scar tissue from that. But this is a... This is a great chance now to put that to rest as well and get their hands back in the cup and put Kamogi back on top of the tree again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They had a um a 78% shooting accuracy. Um I took that stat now from Matthew Hurley or GA Statsman on Twitter. Um, listeners of the podcast know him well, obviously. Um, but if they can if like if they can get near 78% again, um it's August the sixth is the the final. And um, you would think that, that that would be enough to to get them over the line. But we'll move on now. I'm sure we'll be talking about that in the build-up too and hopefully celebrating a win after that game. But moving on from camogie to hurling and Plunkett's have done the double, Kieran. Readers of the newspaper would have seen the sport front page in last week's stare. And we spoke in the podcast as well about the footballers pulling off a tight win against Ballyfehan. But the hurlers have done it too, winning their confined junior B hurling championship final in style scoring 220 to body clause, 13 points at the weekend.
2: Yeah, if the football final the previous weekend was a tight affair, this was anything but a really convincing win. Like you said, there are 220 to 13 points. Uh, Plunkett's got on top early and they just built the lead from that and there was just no catching them. And what a what an incredible eight days it is for the club to to win the Cork Junior B football title first. And then the following Saturday to follow it up with the hurling crown. It's uh, just a... An incredible week for, for the club, and it's one they'll never forget the players, supporters, management of, of both teams. Just a, a really remarkable achievement. And not only have they now county silverware, with two sets of county silverware to show off at the clubhouse, but they've also won promotion back up to the junior A grade as well for for next year. So that's a that's it's a, a nice silver lining or, or a nice added bonus for, for what they've achieved in the in the last few weeks. Um in, in, in last week's star was uh I the a, a stat that I think between the hurlers and the footballers, Plugers haven't lost a game this season. So now I think it's 19 games between both codes, and they haven't lost one of them. I think there was one draw in there. So they they, they went they went unbeaten through their their Carberry Leagues, and their Caribery League campaigns. And now they've obviously won county titles as well. So just just an incredible couple of weeks for, for the club. And I'm sure that the city celebrations will be ongoing and and well they should. Um looking here, Key McCarthy got nine points. Against belly claw the last day, you'd Mike your hand with six points. Connor McCarthy, um, he he weighed in with a goal. It was just um, a really solid, a really top team performance, and they're they're going to be celebrating this weekend, and long they should.
1: Yeah, it'll be long celebrations, I'd say, out there. Um, moving on again, we're going to chat now about the Irish National Outdoor Athletics Championships. They take place in Santry this weekend with West Cork well represented as always. So there's Phil and Joan Joan Healy will be in action, as well as Nicola Thothill, who was just off the back of a great performance last weekend in the European under-23 championships in Finland. She came fourth there. So how is this weekend shaping up, Kieran?
2: Yeah, so this is a very special um, national track and field championships. It's the 150th anniversary so the, the the champs will take place at Martin Stadium across Saturday and Sunday. So a feast of athletics for for sports fans. I think one of the, the big names, or the big name we we'll see there is Rashida Adeleki will be um, will be in action, and that's that's huge for 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 these championships. She's obviously been in the headlines for the for the last couple of months. She's on an incredible tra- trajectory, and she just turned pro there last week, and she's going to Diamond League meets and all that, so she's um, she's a young athlete with a huge, huge future ahead of her. But for everything she's done, Dylan, right, and she has done an awful lot, the Irish 100-metre women's record still belongs to our own Balneen Bullet Phil Healy. OK, granted, there's a chance that might go this weekend when um, Rashida is in action. If it is the 100 meters uh, Phil's record, I think it's 11.28 seconds set back in 2018, so... Given the form Adelecki has been in, you would think that would be under under pressure if that's the distance that um that she's in action in. And if Adelecki is running into 100 meters, she she'll be up against Joan Healy, and um, the older of the Healy sisters. She'll be in action there. And she just posted her season's best in the in the last week or so. So maybe she's in form at the right time. And she told me she's going for gold. So that's one to look out for. And if Eilidh decides to run into 400 meters, then Phil will be there for the, to keep her company. And um, we've spoken in the podcast and spoken to Phil. Like she's had a tough 12 months, 18 months, and she's still not back to exactly where where she wants to be. But she's hoping for a good for a good um for a good chance this weekend because the Irish um, relay team is the 4x4s qualified for the Worlds, and they're not too far away. So. I think Phil wants to keep what she does. She wants to keep her spot on that team and she wants to take on what they've built on in the last, what she's built on in the last couple of weeks and head into the winter then. So her aim, I think, is to place as high as possible. Like, as always, Phil will give it her all. Um, but she's she's hopefully on the way back and we'll, we'll see we'll see Phil back on top of the podium um, quite soon. But someone who we won't see on top of the podium this weekend is Dara McIntyre because, um, He's not going to run at the nationals this weekend. He's he's told me that, which is a which is a shame, really, because he would have been defending his Irish men's five thousand meter title. Things, I suppose, it's been, it hasn't been a great outdoor season for for, for Dara. In his own words, it's it's been a, a poor season so far. So he's um his qualification for the world's it's it's not looking likely at the moment but that's not to say that it that it it can't happen or it won't happen so he's got he's going to try and achieve that qualifying standard this weekend it's coming up to almost the the cutoff point for um for the for the for the world so he he wants to achieve the qualifying standard for that so we wish him luck there because we we know the talent that Dara is but it's just that the life of an athlete or the life of a sports person, you have your ups and downs. So hopefully Dara will be back on the up quite soon again. And no doubt he will be. But just to touch on another West Cork athlete, Nicola Tottenham, will be competing in the Irish Women's Hammer. She's looking to get her hands in that senior Women's Hammer, hammer title. She didn't compete last year because if you can remember, she had suffered her um She fractured her arm at the, the World Troll Cup in Portugal in early 2022. So she wasn't back in time. For the the nationals, so that's her her target heading up to century to begin. So yeah, plenty of West Cork interest, and hopefully we'll have plenty of West Cork medals making their way home after the weekend.
1: Yeah, loads in action there, and just like a couple of times there for people listening to the podcast, if they want to keep an eye out on Saturday at half one is when the women's hammer event is on, and then um Sunday is the kind of the big day on the track. There's live coverage in RT from five past six until half eight. So that would include things like the 100 meter final, the 400 meter final. I don't know if the relay is included that. I think that's a little bit after the uh, television coverage there, but those are just a couple of times to keep an eye out on for people there. We're gonna take a very quick break now and we'll be back in a moment to hear from Mark White, but also take a look at this weekend's action in the club
0: championships. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years.
1: Now, welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast, and we'll be joined in just a moment by Clonical D Captain Mark White for his thoughts on their game this weekend against Valley Rovers in Bandon. But well, first, Kieran, there are plenty of games taking place this weekend, and you have a couple of highlights for us and, and what's coming up this weekend.
2: So yeah, the county championships they throw in this weekend. It's football first up and it's a feast of football starting this week. And there's loads of West Cork interests. So like you said, we're going to hear from Clannacilty goalkeeper Mark White quite, quite soon. And Clannacilty are in action their in action in their, their group opener of the Premier Senior Football Championship against Valley Rovers on Saturday in Benden at 7.30pm. But there's a, there's a load of games to begin, like I said. Huge game in Clannacilty on Friday night um, in the Premier Senior Football Championship. And the same group as Clannan Valley's, we have Haven against Carby Rangers. So two very familiar rivals and facing off against each other. For Seamus, he's, he's the Carribean Rangers manager. It's his first county senior championship game in charge. And he's coming up against a very experienced um, man in James McCarthy, who's in the hot seat for Castle Haven again this year. So that'll be a, a fiercely contested local derby. but. Looking down through the other games, let's look at Saturday. We have got Donovan Ross uh, kick off their Senior A Football Championship campaign against Naughton Degree in Recroom at 3 p.m. Also in the Senior A Football Championship on Saturday, Newcestown and Donnie's at West Cork Derby in Rossmore at, at 5 p.m. St. James has made their debut in the new Premier Junior Football Championship grade. That's also Saturday. That's at 3 p.m. in Timber League. Um, in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship, Benton take on Rock Chapel and Clondrugget at 4pm, while Bentry Blues last year's defeated finalists take on Ivlera and Cakel at 5pm. We also have Castletown-Baron action in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship. And that's just almost the tip of the iceberg because the likes of Gabriel Rangers stay playing in the Intermediate Day Championship on Sunday. So... As you can see, that's just a quick selection of some of the games that are on. And there's previews of a lot of those games in this week's Southern Star. So looking at the counter scene, it's it's hot and heavy. I to know too that the Carbury Junior Cultural a just going in again. Um, this this weekend, as is the Caribbean Junior B Football Championship, so it's an incredibly busy weekend of football. So there's there's no shortage of games or choice for football fans this weekend.
1: Plenty there for people as well across the weekend. So there's um, there you could probably go to maybe one two. You you could probably if you wanted to go to maybe five or six games this weekend and not miss miss anything there. So there's there's loads on. Um, but we're going to hear. From Mark White now, who is, as we've been, as we've been mentioning, playing in that game for Clanicilte in Bandon against Valley Rovers. And Clanakilty will want to be getting off to a good start here, won't they?
2: Exactly, because they are in the 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 South christened or the, the Southern Star christened Cork group of death We love our West Cork group of debts here in the Southern Star because it means we've a lot of local derbies to look forward to. So along with Clan and Valleys, you have Castle Avon and Carby Rangers. So Clan know that Ross and Haven are waiting for them in the next couple of games. So they'll be eager to get points on the board on, on the first day. And we've seen with these, um, the re-vent, revent county championships, this is the fourth year of them, That this round-robin stage. It's so important to get points on the board at first day because it almost alleviates the pressure some bit. So Clan will be targeting this game against Valleys, but Valleys will be doing the exact same on the other side. They'll be seeing this game against Klan as as one day can win. For Clan Achilte, if you go back two years ago, they got to the county final against the Bears, and they were the story of that year's championship. They were really impressive. But last year, then, Clan didn't even get out of the group. and um, So it just shows uh, kind of the high of 2020, 2021, the low of 22. So which Clan team are we going to see this year? I think that's real. we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. This Clan team has a really strong foundation, a really strong defence, and Mark White and Gold is one of the, the finest goalkeepers in the county. And I was actually, um, after I was talking to, to to Mark for this interview, he name checks Holly O'Neill, the, the former clan manager. And Holly O'Neill, people listening to this podcast will know that he's um, one of the, the top experts in football in West Cork, if not the county. And after Mark name checked him, I just gave Holly just, just a quick ring, just to, for a few words about Mark. And, he was telling me that he thinks Mark is one of the, the best goalkeepers in the country. not to mind the mind county. And it's just for whatever reason, Mark decided to step away from the court panel two, two years ago. Um and whether that'll change or not, which we'll, we'll just have to wait, wait, and see. I asked him about that, asked Mark about that, as as you'll hear quite soon. But what Mark is, he's the he's the modern day sweeper keeper because he's played out field a lot. All the way up to, up to under 21 with of Kilty. So he's so comfortable out the field with the ball. Like he's six foot four, he's so athletic, he's strong, he can strike the ball. But the fact that he's played out the field, he just knows what to do when, he, when he's out there. So I um, like that. The, he's, his goalkeeping skills, you have, a, you have a really good footballer in there. So, um, like I said, Clan have that good base, that good goalkeeper. Where they've come up short in the last couple of years since they lost Darrochet, went back to on took and is can they score enough? Have they en- enough marquee forwards to get them the scores? Again, we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks, but as you'll hear from, from Mark White now, he's, he's looking forward to the start of the club season, but we start off first talking about the evolution of the goalkeeper, especially at the intercounty side of things. I'm delighted now to have Mark White on the podcast with us, and I know Clans. Big game this weekend is one of the the major games of the weekend. But there's a little matter of an All-Ireland football final on Sunday as well, Mark. And I I just want to get your thoughts as a goalkeeper, almost on the evolution of goalkeeping at inter-county level. We've seen it this year with Oren Lynch, um, with Derry. Look at the semi-final against Kerry. He scored from play and so did Kerry goalkeeper Shane Ryan. We've seen Niall Morgan in in the past as well. And the role has really changed. So what what have you made of that evolution of the goalkeeping role?
0: Um, yeah, it definitely has changed. I think goalkeepers are becoming the 16th outfield player really at the moment. Um, like you said, you can tell by the likes of Noel Morgan, Shane Ryan, Lynch. You know, they're they're starting to score from play on a regular basis, not just a once-off attempt now in the championship. Um, but it does add a different, I suppose, perspective to the game and a different attacking threat. That a lot of clubs haven't really, well, they usedn't have tried to organise a defence against. Whereas now they're going to have to try adapt to it.
2: Like, you're no stranger to coming out coming out of, of, of goal yourself. Like, you're obviously an outfield player when you were younger and even in goal for clan fans of the county championship we'd have seen you burst up the field over the last couple of years and you become that that extra man for clan of Kilty. But do you think, Mark, that we will see this develop more in, in the club game as well?
0: I think so, yeah. Um, just you, you can see it even from club level they are starting to goalkeepers are starting to venture out and try and be the overlap and get on a bit of ball in the back line, try build that attack. Um I'm I mean it was something that Holly O'Neill pushed for me to start doing in the last couple of years when he was involved. And I suppose I've just tried to take it to a a more effective level now in the in the coming in the coming year.
2: You're like I said there like you played outfield before with Clan, So you're very comfortable with the ball out, out outfield. So when you're coming out from the goal, you probably f- you feel that comfort, like you you don't feel that you're you're out of your comfort zone.
0: Yeah, at times. I mean, a lot of the times they kind of teams will step off the goalie and try and mark the outfield players, um, which does give you a bit more space than than if you were being attacked, tackled, and stuff. But like you said, I I used to play outfield when I was younger up until under twenty one, so I'm kind of used to having being on the ball and stuff like that, so it's not too bad.
2: Like being a goalkeeper is one of the most important, not the most important position on the field as it is, but this new quarterback role adds even more importance to to be, being a goalkeeper, whether that's club or or in or intercounty. So um should we put a, a couple of euro on you, popping over a few points this year for clan?
0: I wouldn't be I wouldn't be putting that now on me. I uh, I'm not one to be shooting.
2: <laughs> you you. Uh, and, and and as well, like we talked about intercounty, you've obviously played for Cork before for a couple of years. You stepped off the panel before the 2022 season, and we haven't seen you now in, in in the past two years. But is that something, Mark? You're still you're still young. You're still 25. Is that something you're you're open to again, like a return to intercounty level, or, or where does that stand right now?
0: Um, i haven't really given much thought to it. To be honest, uh, I'm just kind of focusing on club and giving my giving the majority of my time now to the club at the moment and. Just trying to be successful now in this year's championship, and then we can see then when that's over how, how things will play out.
2: And you're obviously hoping for a successful clan season. You're your captain of the the clan footballers this year, and been been a couple of changes since last season. First off, new manager in Martin O'Brien is the manager took over from Harley. So what's that like getting that that new voice in the dressing room?
0: That's good. I mean, change is always good at times. Um, it kind of freshens it up, perspectives and things and stuff like that. Um. But yeah, you like you, you can't fault him his preparation and his dedication to us and everything is 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 top-notch. So hopefully we can just drive down and do it for him as well.
2: well how has the season been going so far? If we're looking at, at the county league, Clannier you were going so well in division two, right up to the end, you were top of the table for a long spell, but didn't just missed out on on winning promotion. So how would you assess your, your league form?
0: Uh our league form was consistent, I thought. Um, like you said, the last two two games have kind of dropped away from us. But I suppose we were hit with a lot of people going on J1s and holidays and things like that. So we had a good few, and obviously the lads involved in and Cork. So we were we were kind of stretched for, I suppose, options. But then again, a lot of people who played, that might, might not have got the opportunity, showed up well. So I suppose that's what's helping us develop a panel as well for the next couple of games.
2: And you mentioned there, the fellas in with Cork, the likes of the... Thomas Clancy and so on, and you've had a, a couple of players at the various kind of different grades as well. How how does that affect the team when it's going through the county league? Because you, you don't have access to those players, like you don't get your Thomas Clancy to put, put in your team during the league. So how do you marry the two of them together then when when those players do become available again?
0: Um, I suppose we kind of, Mazur was a big thing on integrating it all throughout the season, so they weren't available to us and that's where the other people then have to step up and show that they want to actually gain a place in the championship as well and push people on but also they weren't available for the games but they were still coming down trainings and seeing how we wanted to play and stuff like that so even when they come in they'll know exactly how we want to play so they'll be able to fit right in hopefully
2: before we look ahead to the championships that the championship that is thrown in this weekend mark doesn't look back to last year because or even the year before, 2021, Clan surprise packets of the, the County Premier Senior Football Championship. The, the story of that year's championship went all the way to the county final. I really put up, put it up to the bars there. But then, I suppose the hope we all had was that Clan could build in that last year in 2022. But it, it just didn't work out. It was a tough campaign for, for Clan. Didn't get out of the group, albeit a very tough group with Nemo and Haven there as well. When you look back in 2022, can you put your fingers on what actually went wrong for Clan?
0: Um, ah, it's tough. I mean, we, you can say that we're the tough group or whatever, but I don't know. I, yeah, it's, I'm not sure to be honest. I think it was almost, were we expecting to just get out of the group anyway? I don't know. Um, was it just a bit of complacency on our side that we took it for granted? But then again, when you're the group like us, you probably shouldn't be, but I don't know. Did we just fall into that trap maybe? Um, but look, yeah, we're just taking it, we're going kind to of rectify that now this year, and we're just going to take one game at a time and not look beyond Valleys now next weekend.
2: If you we talk year's group, was called Clown in the West Cork group of days, which is music to the ears of myself and the Southern Star. I love having all the West Cork teams grouped in together. So we've we've clan we've Caribbean Rangers, we've Castlehaven and we've Valley Rovers in there as well. So that's another tough group. And what was your reaction when you when you saw those names drawn out?
0: Yeah, well, to be fair, the... Since the groups, I suppose, got redone uh, like Premier senior and stuff, I don't think there's actually an easy game in, in any group. Um, so, like, you, you you, can't be going around to, to the impression of trying to buy your draws or something like that. I think every group and every game and every group will be tough and will take a toll on lads, which will obviously feed into the hectic oh, schedule that's coming up over the next couple of weeks.
2: And like you said, there we're getting used to these new county championships, the new format. It's the fourth year of, of the group stage. So we all know how important that that first game is. And for Clown against it's against Benny Rovers and Bendon on Saturday night. So how important is it to get points on the board in the first round and have that to build on then?
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's very important just for any team, but I think it's specifically important for the the likes of the Jewel Cubs. I mean, we've, we're starting out with the game against Valleys, but then we've two weeks of hurling so before the Ross game. So I think having those points going into the Ross game hopefully will alleviate a lot of the pressure if then if we didn't. Um so hopefully we can get a result against Valleys.
2: Like I was saying too, Mark, we're getting used to these group stages now. So what have you learned about them over the last couple of years? The three groups of four. So you've you've three group games, like we said, important to get a, 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 an early start or get a good start. But on, on the flip side, if you don't get that that win in the first game, you have those two chances then coming up to try and get points on the board.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it does provide more games every everyone month um, and more chances. You know, if you, if you do happen to be unlucky one game, at least you have two other games to make up for it. So that's good. But it does, I suppose, highlight the importance of a squad um, you need you need a solid squad, really, like 23, 24 players to be available each game just because, obviously, fatigue and everything will come into play with the schedule. And it just shows the importance of the squad to have people to get through, hopefully, then to the quarter and semifinals.
2: It almost leads back into what you said earlier about the league campaign, building that squad, the likes of Dara kind of coming on board. You know, you, you've these young players in clan now that are stepping up as well. So how would you assess the strength of the panel right now?
0: Yeah, I think we're good. I think we've... We we had a few lads uh, left after last year, so two or three. Um, but like you said, we've young lads coming up now. We've Anclan and Darragh; they're involved with the minors or in the seventeens last couple of years. And you know, we've, we've other lads who were, I suppose, were gone off football maybe and came back this year as well. So uh, yeah, we have a good, strong panel now, and um, I'm fairly confident in our, in our in the strength of our panel as well.
2: I think we're all delighted to see Liam Donovan back in the Clann jersey. A couple of weeks ago, that man has gone through its cruel the the, the journey he's been on the last couple of years. But to, to have him back around the group again, like he's a he's a huge asset on and off the pitch.
0: Yeah, he is. I mean, definitely, he's his, everyone knows what type of a player he is and what he brings um, on the pitch, and that can't be faulted. Um, but even yeah, off the pitch, I mean, standards and driving standards. He's obviously involved the Cork, so he knows what the highest standard should be. And he, to be fair to him, like he, he just tries to drive but then dressing him as well in the clan.
2: How much do you look forward to the, the county championship thrown in in the next couple of weeks? Like it's going to be hot and heavy now, hopefully for the next six, eight, ten weeks for a clan or longer. So is this the, the part of the season where you've been, um, you've been counting down the days, you know, calendar for the last couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are the days where you, you remember training in the dark nights of January and February and just waiting for, the sunny evening then in Bandon at half seven. Um, That's what it all comes down to, I suppose. I mean, if you you weren't looking forward to the championship, then there's no reason why you should be putting yourself through hard trainings at the start of the year.
2: And you think this premier Senior Football Championship, it's taken a a couple of years, but it really has settled down. And we could say the same for all the the different grades in terms of teams have found their their natural levels. So if anything, it's getting more competitive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I alluded to that earlier as well. I mean, there's no easy game in any of the groups. Um, they're all going to be very tough. Everyone's roughly around the the same mark, you know. Um, um yeah, like so. I mean, it's it, there, There's no easy games. That every game should be exciting. and should be close, and you wouldn't expect anything less.
2: Oh, good stuff. No thanks for coming on, Mark, and the best look against Fadi's on Saturday night. All
0: right, perfect. Cheers. Thanks you. The Star Sport podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union funding dreams for over 50 years
1: and welcome back to the star sport podcast and now we're going to take a look at what's coming up in this week's southern star sport and kieran it's a bumper section with loads of previews of the club championship games happening this weekend isn't it
2: yeah, 24 pages coming out this Thursday and we've lots in there. Like I always say, something for everyone. It is GAA heavy this week, but no wonder, like we said earlier with the, the county football championships and the uh Junior championships throwing in this weekend. So interview with Mark White in there. I also got up with Seamus Hayes, the new Cadbury Rangers Senior Football Manager, to talk about how he's acclimatised into his new role. And I also was speaking to James McCarthy, who is the Castle Senior Football Manager, about his thoughts ahead of the championship. And we also have interviews with St. James's, O'Donovan Ross, we'll have nooses down in there, we'll have island rovers. So as you can see, we have plenty of plenty of reading. So before the county championships throw in this weekend, you need to read the Southern Star. You need to keep up to date what's going on here in West Cork. We also have plenty of reading on the Calvary Junior A Football Championship. We have a double page spread where Tom Lyons looks at the 16 teams who are starting this race for the Nick McCarthy Cup. So good stuff there from Tom and plenty of reading in that as well. Obviously, Oliver Plunkett's um, County Junior B Hurling final win gets the star treatment, as do the Cork-Camogie team and the results. So the Carbery Under-21 Hurling Championship finals had been ongoing this week. So whether it was St. Columns, um, who fielded it for the first time in 10 years winning the Under-21 c title on Sunday night or whether it was Newcestown getting their hands back on the new the under 21A hurling title David Bandon we have all that so fans of those clubs won't want to miss it also the Cork LGFA League Finals were on the weekend just gone and there was Carbery and West Cork success there too and we have that John McCarthy also fills us in on the the success of the West Cork under 13 team at the Foyle Cup up in Derry so not too long after West Cork did so well in the Kennedy Cup. We get a third place finish in the Foyle Cup. So, George, uh, all the news and reaction from that. So, like I say, like I say every week, there's something for everyone in this Thursday Southern Star, and especially with the with the county and Caribbean football championships coming up, it's a it's not to be missed.
1: Yeah, and we have a great offer for uh, podcast listeners and sports fans as well. Ongoing at the moment. Um, if you are further afield from West Cork or you can't make it to the shops and want to subscribe to the Southern Star, you can get the e-paper and full access to all the premium articles on our website at the moment for 50% off for your first two months. So That's just one euro per week for your first eight weeks. The code for that is on screen now or in the description of wherever you are listening. Just head to subscribe.southernstar.ie, enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper, like I said, for just one euro a week for the first eight weeks. In this week's Southern Star, we also have a brilliant West Fork summer recipe supplement. So there's 12 amazing recipes you can try, supplied by local food experts using West Cork's finest ingredients. So it's not one to be missed for food fans either. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, and thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.